ABC's Jim Ryan is with us from Tampa. Jim, good afternoon. Uh, let me start with this. How, Hi, how locked in are they to the path of this storm? Ian was supposed to also be further north than it was, and then it took a right turn about a day out. Are we pretty confident that the storm track is that this is going to hit north of Tampa? Well, anything could happen at this point, but the expectation, at least now, according to the models, is that, yes, it will hit that big bend area, the area up where the peninsula and the panhandle come together, which is, if it has to happen, the best place, I suppose, John, because uh, that's where fewer people live, as opposed to, uh, you know, the Tampa area or Tallahassee or Panama City or something like that. It's in an area that's not quite as populated. Now, once it moves inland, obviously it's going to weaken quite a bit and almost immediately, but then it moves to the northeast. Georgia and South Carolina are in the crosshairs. Next, South Carolina's governor already has declared a state of emergency there in advance of Adalia. Jim, Governor Ron DeSantis is ordering folks to evacuate. There's all sorts of evacuation orders. My wonder is how far away do you need to get? Is it just a matter of getting away from the coast, uh, remaining perhaps in Florida, but just getting out of that that 15-foot storm surge sort of warning area? Yes, and that's exactly the point that DeSantis has been making for the last day or so. You don't have to go all the way to Georgia or over to Alabama or somewhere. As long as you can get away from the coast and away from that potentially deadly storm surge, you should be okay. You know, there's so many of these communities... Uh, Citrus County, for example, is right at sea level. Uh, there are some 600 people living in one small community there, one way in, one way out. Uh, they don't have any place to go. But if they move inland just 10 or 15 miles, they're gaining 40, 50 feet in elevation. And that puts them up out of the danger zone. So you're right. It's not a matter of fleeing the state altogether. It's just a matter of getting away from the coastline. Are people heeding the notice to evacuate? Are you seeing that in the Tampa area, Jim? Yeah, I, I'm sitting here outside in Tampa, and very few cars have been passing. This is a fairly major street, and uh, I think people have already made their preparations. They've gotten out of here. Interstate 4, headed over toward Orlando to the east of here, was jammed earlier today with people evacuating. So, yes, I, I suspect people are heeding those warnings. And you can chalk it up to two words, Hurricane Ian. That's the storm that struck here 11 months ago, or at least down to the south of here. Uh, it dealt a devastating blow, the third costliest storm in Florida history, uh, killed 161 people and did billions of dollars in damage. And people remember that storm. So I think that they're they're uh, taking that example and running with it and deciding to get away from the coastline. I, Jim, what's your plan, right? I mean, you're, you're kind of right there in the center of what's going to be a, an awful place to be. How long are you hanging out? Well, we hear it's for the duration, you know, just it's a matter, and I've done these for years now, and it's a matter of getting up high enough that you're not caught in that storm surge. The storm surge is really the deadliest part. The wind is, uh, it can be a problem, can be a real problem. The heavy rainfall creates street flooding, but it's the storm surge. And if you're up high enough, uh, you know, even just a couple of stories up, you should be okay. So they are waiving tolls. Shelters are open. Hotels are prepared to take evacuees. Uh, we hear utility workers are on standby. What else is the state doing to be prepared that once this thing clears the state, they can jump into action? 
Well, yes, and there are utility crews that have come here from all over the state, and in fact, from as far away as Maine, to help out with this situation. Uh, just, just getting these resources, you're making sure that the supply of gasoline into uh, coastal Florida, the, the west coast of Florida, is plentiful. And so keeping those supply lines open, making sure that people can move around freely without tolls, having to slow down for tolls, and then ensuring that there is a response after the storm is really what this state is up to right now. What's going on at the airport? Is the uh, airport in Tampa closed? Will it be closed? What's the status of the airport? Tampa Airport closed at midnight last night, and it will stay closed until probably Thursday, midday at some point. And, and yes, yeah, so it, it, they didn't take any chances with that at all. Flights were canceled yesterday afternoon, and the airport shut down last night. And again, it'll stay that way for another two days. Is it raining hard now? Is it rain and wind in Tampa as we speak? No. At the moment, my car is soaked, but it's not raining right now. The wind is completely calm. But a few minutes ago, it was a different story. The wind picked up. You had the rain sweep across. If you picture the site of a a hurricane, you know, these outer bands sort of sweep across, and they become more intense, more frequent, and then you get closer to the eye of the storm, and it's constant. And by the way, check out uh, images online. Uh, the International Space Station flew over the hurricane today at, uh, in orbit and captured some beautiful images of it. It's, it's surprisingly, it's gorgeous to look at, but terrifying to live through. I, I could not even imagine, right? I mean, the whole western side of Florida is going to feel some effect of this with storm surges ranging up to 15 feet where the eye of the hurricane will cross over in Florida. And this is 18 years to the day that Hurricane Katrina hit landfall in Louisiana. Like, it's just a, it's kind of a haunting anniversary. Yeah, I didn't even thought of that, but you're right. Um, I was in Miami covering the hurricane, covering Katrina when it came through and uh, skipped off the southern tip of Florida over there. And then my boss said, you know what? It looks like he's going to head over toward Louisiana. Why don't you go over there? So I went to New Orleans. So I, I, I got hit by Katrina twice uh, um, in those few days, John. Oh, that's a lot. Stay safe. ABC's Jim Ryan with us from Tampa. Thank you so much, Jim. All right. Take care. So we have a place in Hilton Head. And I was just looking this up as Jim was talking because I really haven't today. I've had a crazy busy day. And the path of the hurricane is supposed to hit the West Coast. Then it's supposed to travel across northern Florida, kind of north of Jacksonville. And then it's going to go into... Georgia, southern Georgia, and the path of the hurricane, by then it's going to be a tropical storm, is expected to go to Savannah, Hilton Head, Charleston, and the governors of South Carolina and North Carolina have already declared an emergency. It's supposed to be mostly rain and strong winds, but not hurricane force winds. But, man, everybody I know down there is a nervous wreck. It just gives you an idea of the strength of the storm, right? So it's it's going to cross western Florida, where your place, John, in Hilton Head is located, that's still a tropical storm. Like, that's yeah. like that is a major, majorly powerful storm that's going to hit the west side. The rain event will continue through the land uh, inland on the state of Georgia, and it's going to get to South Carolina. Plenty of rain, I would imagine, for the bulk of the state, but still a tropical storm if you're on the coast. Crazy, after it traverses that's all that land. Unbelievable. Yeah, and if you look at the satellite images, the radar, it is massive. It is just unbelievably big physically how big the storm is.